Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. I'm your host, Nubia. And I'm Francis. And I must say, I've been looking forward to getting this girl on our podcast for a little while now, and she has finally agreed. I have Miss Samaya Williams, who is coming from us, who is here with us, um, who is currently in Myanmar. And Samaya has been on a 12-month sabbatical, which has turned to an 18-month sabbatical her desire for travel and the unshakable urge to live life on the wild side discovering the beauty of god's amazing creations has inspired her to go on an unforgettable adventure into rediscovering life through the eyes of adventure love and simplicity so samaya please say hello to welcome <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks Thank for being part of the show. Being here, girl. I'm so excited. Me too. So, Samaya, like I did in the intro, I talked about you are technically on a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. How? Let's start with how do you get on a sabbatical? Because <laughs> if I knew what I knew now, girl, let's just start there. So, well, um, my company that I work for, Market Research Company, it's a global company, they actually have a sabbatical program, and you have to be with the company for at least five years, Um, and spare all of the details, but when I had decided I wanted to take a break, um, I just asked my boss, and they agreed, Uh, originally it was for the one year, and then after the one year, it was just like, okay, I'm not ready to go back. And so uh, I, I called to quit. <laughs> and, um, you know, God's favor has just been amazing because they said, you know, well, how much time, how much more time you need? And I, I, on the phone, I'm on the phone like this. I didn't even think about it. Like, I, like, I didn't make like, it that far. Like, I called to quit. <laughs> I didn't make it that far. Which meant I wasn't coming back. <laughs> um, like uh, five months, I don't know. So I just threw something else out there and uh, they allowed me to take you know, the extra time. And it wasn't so much that I disliked my job or did not like the company. It was just that the main reason was I was not ready to return back to the States. And so I felt that it was fair for me to just say, you know, okay, I have to leave the role that I was in. Um, So yeah, here we are. Wow. 18 months later. And you're that valuable at work that they felt like they want to keep you. Because I think that's one of the things that really um, stop people from wanting to even travel abroad. Because Mm -hmm. they're like, well, I got I got to do this. <laughs> and, and it's like, no, well, you know, depending on where you are within your company, they may have a program or they may feel like you're valuable enough to allow you to take a amount of time to go. I mean, because what do you do? Do you just say, like, I just want to take an extended vacation or do you just say, like, I just want to go find myself? <laughs> like, like, how do you ask permission to leave the country for a year? I mean, one, there's always because we had the policy, it's like, okay, I want 
I'm bringing to you this policy and I want to take advantage of it. So it wasn't like I was creating something new. It was you had it in the employee handbook and I was just taking advantage of it. And to be honest, not many people have done that. Um, it's more common in Europe, um, but for the States and for Canada, I believe like HR said, maybe like a handful of people, probably two. And I was the third person that, you know, took the opportunity to um, to sign up for the program. So, yeah, so it, was, had, it wasn't nothing new. <laughs> so had they not had that policy, do you think you would have even thought about taking a sabbatical? Uh, yeah, I was ready. I was ready to go in with, okay, if you say no, because the way the, the policy was written, you had to know in advance. You had to prepare a few years in advance. And... I only knew 2016 I made that decision. And so I went and said, hey, I want to take advantage of this. And in the back of my head was, okay, there's a possibility they will say no. If they say no, I was willing to say, well, okay, I need to do this for me and I'm okay with walking away. And so, you know. Girl, you've been trying to resign really, for 18 months. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, she's like, look, Go. I can't do this, man. <laughs> but, you know, after, after someone from work hears this podcast, they might say, hmm, we need to just let her go. <laughs> but look, you're prepared for it. <laughs> you're prepared yeah, for it. Yeah, I mean, it's really been a great opportunity. And uh, hopefully, I mean, um, hopefully I could work for them remotely. We'll see. Not sure, but working on it. Working on it. That's awesome. Like, you know, I only had the opportunity to know of you over the last few months. Yes. And I am truly in awe of your travels. So let's start from the beginning and try to like cram everything into this like 60 minute podcast. Mm -hmm. Let's start with you in New York City, mm -hmm. 48 hours before you're about to get on that flight. Talk about, let's talk about how you felt, where did you go, or you know, where did you land? and how you started this adventure yeah mm, so 48 hours before i think i left on a tuesday because elections was on monday right so <laughs> i was on a flight the next day um the day before i was excited i went to sh i shaved all of my hair off i seen the video um, <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to keep in line with the journey, you know, simplicity. So I had a single backpack carry-on size. I wanted to shave my hair off so I didn't have to worry about any of that. Um, and I had like two days of travel to get to Japan. And I was feeling really excited. I mean, I don't think I was nervous at all. I was still packing the night before. I just was like, okay, this is it. I'm doing it, and here we go. Um, the first three months, not three months, the first three countries, so Japan, Korea, and China, that was pretty much planned out because China wanted to know like when you're coming in, when you're leaving. So I had like two weeks in Japan, two weeks in Korea, two weeks in China, and I pretty much stuck to the plan. And I realized that early that I did not like that travel style. It was like, okay, rush, rush, go, go. I have to be here. What if something happens? I can't make it. And so by the time I um, reached my fourth country, which is Vietnam, I said, 
okay, I have nothing else planned. I can just ride out my three-month visa. And so I decided to do that. And it was an amazing experience. And that's how I continued to travel the rest of the time. I hear that. She wow. walks into a country like, how much time are you giving me? Whatever you give me, I'm going to take stay. every last bit of it. Because she sabbatical last for 18 months. <laughs> She's like, I got time. Y'all got time or no? Right. But I love it, though, because... That sense of slow travel is so it important. Makes a difference. Really you know, because when I left the States, I thought I was backpacking. I and knew. She's not a backpacker. I knew the first week. I, I was like, I am not a <laughs> That is just not me. So, mm-hmm. sitting still for a little while does allow you to enjoy a place. And mm-hmm. that's what I really do um, enjoy about watching your travels is that you really immerse yourself mm-hmm. into the local culture. You develop local friendships, I mean, friendships with the locals. You eat a lot of the local foods. Um, You really travel off the beaten path for a young black woman. You know, we we travel under shelter, right? Like the resort, the the hotel. If we do a hostel, it's like, ooh! (laughs) We really do. A lot of times, um, unless you are doing like volunteer work or what people would consider in the bush. You get what I'm saying? You really do allow yourself to get off the beaten path. So you're in Vietnam. You're like, you know what? I got three months here. What am I gonna do? I'll do whatever I want. Let's now move into that three month journey. Mm-hmm. So um, the seed was planted back when I was in Japan actually, cause I had my motorcycle license um, from in the States. And I met this guy named Kevin, we were in um, Hiroshima, and uh, he was like, oh, Vietnam's crazy, you know, you can buy a motorbike there, and it's a great experience, but the roads are really bad, blah, 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 and I said, well, thanks, you kind of just scared scared me away from any idea of, you know, following that path, and so when I got to Vietnam, um, I spent Christmas in Heilong Bay and just kind of came back to Hanoi and was like, okay, what's next? What am I going to do? So I started exploring the option of renting a motorbike or buying a motorbike. And then I was a bit nervous, so I said, okay, maybe let me just stick to this whole semi-scooter, like, moped idea. And I was like, nah, this ain't going to work for me <laughs> because I was already used to riding a, a motorbike with a clutch. And so um, I explored that option and then I found the motorbike and I said, okay, what the heck, I'm gonna buy the bike and then I'll sell it back after the three months. And so uh, a week later, I decided to go north because at the time the south had like, there was a lot of rain going on and so it had just been a complete like washout. So I decided to go north and I spent like 35 days in the north of um, Vietnam and it was, Absolutely, it was an amazing experience. The people up there by far are some of the most friendliest people and the mountain views and it's just, it was amazing. So are you referring to Sapa? Yeah, beyond Sapa. So Sapa, um, Haizhong, which is like, they have a motorbike loop there and then going further to the east, like Kaobong and then the waterfall, Banjok with um, China and Vietnam, you know, they share that waterfall. And then like Babe Lake, it was just like a lot of places. I think maybe 40 something cities I visited when I was wow. there. So it was, it was That's amazing. Incredible. Mm-hmm. That is, you said you were there during Christmas because we spent New Year 
North um, Vietnam, and it was cold as shit. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was cold. <laughs> yeah. so, it, it, I had I, I had like a, a pair of fleece pants, um, and then they had lining inside, and then I had my riding boots and a puffy coat and all that. But I remember there was one day I met up with um, these two people in the hostel, and we decided to do the motorbike loop together in Haizhong. And it was one day, it was so cold. I had gloves, I had my puffy. There was nothing we could do to stay warm. We had to stop and pull over into this place to get some tea and warm our hands with one of those like fire yeah. lamps, It was heating lamps. It was just, yeah, it was really, really cold. Um, but once we got past that part, uh, everything else was, it was pretty bearable. Got it. After that. You're an adventurer out of the like, take my say ass to Ho Chi Minh City now. <laughs> <laughs> thing, when you're on a motorbike, it's it's harder because you either have to pay someone to put the bike on, you know, their truck, or you just have to fight through it. And for me, because I I owned my bike at the time, it was like I just have to fight through. It. I have to keep right. going. So, yeah. Nice. Okay, so you did three months. Mm -hmm. What did forward. you do after after Vietnam? After the three months, so I took the bike, uh, went back to Hanoi, took the bike uh, down to Ho Chi Minh, and then crossed the border to Cambodia and then traveled through Cambodia for about a little over two weeks, um, and then crossed into Laos, and then was in Laos for about a month, a little less than a month, and I sold the bike there, and then I um, took the bus to Thailand, and then when I got to Thailand, um, I did another motorbike loop, the Mae Hong Song loop in Chiang Mai. That's what we're planning then, on doing. <laughs> yeah, you should, it's amazing. Nice. And, uh, and then from there, I went to Myanmar and stayed in Myanmar. Like, I only had a 28-day visa. I shouldn't even say this. The police might come and get me. They know where I live. <laughs> only chocolate girl here. <laughs> I'm sure they're not listening. <laughs> they're probably having some beer somewhere. <laughs> so 28 days originally it was a visa. And then, um, but just before it had expired, I said I wanted to do the Vipassana, the meditation for 10 days. And then I called around to see if I could overstay on my visa. And they were like, you can, it's just $3 per day or whatever. So I was like, bang, no problem. And then I ended up staying here for like 72 days over my visa. Oh my like God. Days. Yeah. They didn't come drag you out the country? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the immigration officer came on the flight to collect his money when I did decide to leave. But <laughs> like, hold up. Right, no, because <laughs> he failed to charge me. But um, from there, then I went back to Thailand, Bangkok that time, and then to Malaysia, stayed in Malaysia for like three months, went to Brunei, um, and then I came back to Myanmar. Myanmar. So you oh. found like a, do you feel like it's like a home base for you? Yeah, just for a little bit. I still haven't um decided like where's that one place and i don't really think there will be that one place maybe for a year i would like to stay here a year and a half but then move on to something else but you know everything's up in the air and it could change so basically so, if your job's listening you're letting them know like i ain't coming back <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so so it's okay because we're gonna work out if i can work remotely and then that's it so uphill from right. there got yeah. it so is your family uh, wondering, hey, Samaya, <laughs> you coming back? Like, what, what's your family feeling about all this? Um, my family is okay. I think it's more like my mom and my older sister. Well, we have, like, this chat group and, you know, and a group and we chat. And they go, 
child, just come on home. If I tell them a funny story, they just like, child, come on home. Why is that the answer for everything? That's my response. <laughs> Not the answer for everything. Coming home is not gonna solve it. Uh, my mom would like for me to come home, but she's so supportive and she understands the journey that I'm on and how I need to be here. Like I need to be here in this season of my life, and and she she's okay with that. Got she's it. really okay with that. So. so, is this your first time traveling mm. solo? Because you are literally solo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're doing um, all this, like country to country, as a black woman, solo. First time internationally outside of work because I had to travel, you know, internationally um, for work, and that's I feel like that's a bit of a different, you know, situation. Um, but I have done a few road trips by myself in the states, um, so traveling by myself is not new. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I've always said, you know, yes, I want to travel the world, but I don't want to do it by myself. Because you know, back at home, the media is like, oh, they're bombing here, they're fighting, they're fighting, and it's like, mm, no, okay, maybe it's not so safe that I do it by myself. And it was just, I, re- I think it was September 11th, 2015, um, one of the girls came in my office to return her equipment, and uh, I was so excited. I'm like, where are you going? You know, we're, I'm always curious to see what's there next. And she was like, oh, no, I'm just going to take some time off from work and go travel the world. And I was so excited for her. Like, her face was almost like, yeah, okay, I'm doing this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so exciting. (laughs) You know, you're going to be on Instagram. I want to follow you. You know, you need to share your journey with everyone. She's like, no, I'm just going to do it for me. And I go, okay, well, congratulations or whatever. Best of luck. And then when I had a moment to sit and think about, like, that exchange we we just had, it was almost like this overwhelming sense of peace came over me, like, mm. I'm doing this. And literally, that was the start of, of the preparation. Like, I'm doing this, I'm going. And from there, felt, I didn't look back. Felt right. Felt yeah, right. it felt right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that feeling all too well. Yeah. <laughs> tr- I mean, it's actually a true feeling of happiness. Yeah. I don't think a lot of us understand what happiness truly feels like until mm-hmm. you take your life in your own hands and you do the things that you want to do when you want to do them. I mean, literally I took a day. Now I've been gone from the States now for 10 months, but I work every day because I teach. So I just work every day. And then I was like saying to Francis, I was like, I need to take a day, right? Because I feel like I'm always, my days are always chopped up. I took one day. I did absolutely nothing. I was the happiest. I was like a, a pig and shit. I was like so happy. <laughs> Such a gross analogy. <laughs> what is that? So I love to see the fact that you're doing things on your terms. How do you come up with these adventures? Do you just, do you have like a, I don't know. What do you do? Somebody telling you? How do you know about these loops and all this type of stuff? Like you just research? So not so much. I don't spend a lot of time researching, to be honest. Uh, I am a part of some of the digital groups out there on Facebook. And um, people will post there. um, Or, you know, just if I'm like, okay, I want to rent a motorbike in this country, then I can Google it. And there's tons of articles out there. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's just kind of getting to the country and figuring it all out, which is the adventure in itself, you know? And so like, you'll have someone that's local, oh, you should do this. And 
majority of the time, I just like, okay, bang, let's do it, you know? So <laughs> you just kind of go with the flow. And uh, I feel like those have been a lot of, um, or some of the most amazing experiences for me. So, so do you find that your personality just kind of go with the flow? Was that who you were when you were in the States? Because often when we get here, we, we do embrace the uncertainty, whereas in the States, we really not so much usually. Uh, so do you find like you're the same person or? Yeah, I do think um, that, because I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> oh, okay. So what do we get along? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm so excited. Francis, why did you say, Lord. guys, come on. You know, we are some of the most amazing people on this earth. So Girl. don't even go there. <laughs> we light that fire under all y'all. Lord. <laughs> no comment, God. Girl, I got to hear this all the time. Oh, I forget you're a Sagittarius. <laughs> But no, I mean, it's definitely a part of my personality. Um, and I feel like I've relaxed a bit more because back at home, it's always overthinking and like, okay, no, I shouldn't do that because X, Y, Z. And so now it's just, okay, I'm going to do it. And I try not to overthink things too much and really try not to take myself too serious. Um, so back at home, I felt like there was this limitation or this bar I pretty much put on myself where I can be this freeing or this, um, I can be this adventurous or this spontaneous or uh, this loving or this caring. It's here. That was the bar. And now on my journey, it's like, there's no bar. I can be who I want to be. I'm creating the person that I've always envisioned myself to be. And I feel like that, that is so freeing. Yeah, mm. it's beautiful. So I have a personal question. You can answer yeah. it if you like. So I don't know the question, but go ahead. Oh, well, no, there's two personal questions, but this one I'm going to start with first. <laughs> so you're on this sabbatical. Mm -hmm. What, okay, did you save up for the travel? Because I'm sure our listeners are like, well, how does she afford to do it? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So can you just give us a little insight on how you afford to be able to be gone this long and technically yeah. be not working? Yeah, not working. So I've always been conscious of money, saving, um, things like that. And I wasn't, I wasn't consciously preparing for this trip, but I was making sure that I was freeing myself of all debt, like no school loans, no credit card loans, or any of that. So I was taking the opportunity that I had with the company working and getting paid a decent salary and using that um, to pay down all of the debt that I had. And so when I was done with that in like 2013, I was like, okay, I, I could switch things now. I have more free, you know, income. And then I can put it towards my, my um, travel fund, which I started and it was like maybe $50 every time I get paid, right? Like travel fund here, a little bit there. And then I upped that. And then when I decided in 2015, I was going on the sabbatical, I just shifted things around. So I was saving for a house. Okay, I decreased some of that. And then I, I shifted towards my um, travel fund. And so it was just a matter of taking advantage of the opportunities that you were given, you know? Because I think as young adults, we find, or we get this job and we're getting paid a certain amount of salary and we just kind of blow it. And I've done that in the mm -hmm. beginning for sure, you know? I went to lease the car and just doing stupid stuff, you know? And so, you know, you wise up and you're like, okay, I need to use this opportunity to just create that future that I want to create, so. 
I love that because you said you started with fifty dollars. Yeah, you something. know what I'm saying. Something small. <laughs> it could be a latte, and then you build that. It reminds me of the story by Elizabeth Gilbert, who she was doing like a reading of one of her new books, and a woman came up to her and wanted to tell her a story about her mother, and it was called the coffee can cup. So her mother, who had like five kids, have you heard about it? Five kids. Yeah. I think it was five kids, and her husband of like just left her with five kids. And then she decided to just put little each day. I'm talking about little. And then she, when her last child graduated, she was going to sail around the world. And her mother did that every day. Just a small little, increments. small amount. Yeah. For years, okay? You know Often. how much that little amount was? A dollar. Yeah, a dollar a day. <laughs> and she did it for years. And, you know, she took her time and she really committed to the vision they often we're very impatient and we're so impulsive and we want it now. Immediate gratification. And often all we have to do is just take a step back and do what we can with what we have and just be patient that it's all going to unfold the way, you know, the university wants it to unfold. So I love that you said that. And all it really does take is a little bit each day and then you can make that happen. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Thank you, Francis. You know, sometimes I got a little, sometimes I got a little nuggets. Motivational moment by nugget. <laughs> no, I think that's great. Um, I think you are the third or fourth person we spoke to who are debt free. Girl, I gotta Love change it. my life. I'm listen. I'm working <laughs> You're on it. it. It's I'm working on it. Student loans are no joke, but I'm working on it. I mean, I think that's a beautiful thing it to is. be. Um, a young person of color and be debt free. Not many of us can say that. Yeah. And to be honest with you, a lot of the times it's very difficult because we're not educated on how to take care of finances and wealth management. You know, until we're already in like the sunken place of debt. <laughs> it's true. And yeah. it's sad. You know, so I encourage the listeners to learn more about financial freedom and understand that you don't have to pay everything you know we're more than just travel we provide tips resources and hacks for the curious traveler in you so whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change we have something for everyone it talks about the debt snowball um and i went through that and it just kind of like that's where it all started Yeah. Thank you for that. That's some good resource. And there's a lot of great resources out there. And yeah. I think that we can add some links at the end of your um, episode to show people ways to get, you know, to financial freedom. Because I think that's important. Yeah, it is. So what's next for you, Samaya? I mean, Ugh. she's like, I don't know, girl. I'm just traveling. I think no. about it every couple of weeks, maybe. <laughs> I think it goes past a month. You know, when I get into the habit or the process of stressing myself out about what's next, because I did that at home and it was, where did it get me nowhere? I'm always reminded that I'm using this time right now to work on me, to work on, I call it a soulful journey. That's really my focus right now. Um, I would love to say 
I'm working on building my Instagram or I'm working on building my Facebook and things like that. But to me right now, I feel like the most important thing is my soul, the healing of my soul. And then once that all gets to a place where it's supposed to be, I feel like everything else falls into place. place, I do know that the next, I would love to try and work with um, the youth and women. I'm not really sure what that looks like, but that's a bit of my desire. So we'll see. I love it. Travel with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now to on to the next personal question. <laughs> okay, so you're a single black mm. woman traveling mm. this universe. And mm. what is dating like? I mean, you've been gone from the U.S. for 18 months, honey. Let's, you know. <laughs> How do you spell that word? <laughs> She's on a soulful journey right now. Look, soulful don't mean that you can't date. Jesus, you know. <laughs> she is untamed, Lord. You looked at the other side. <laughs> Wait, you speaking know, to somebody who, when you look over, she's going like this: swipe left, swipe right. <laughs> oh, I told you a secret. Damn, bitch, put me out there. It's okay, I got you for the next episode. I'm sorry, y'all. Go ahead. Well, before I left the states, I wasn't dating anyway. Uh, I wasn't really open to it. It's, it was like over 10 years before I had really, really entertained anyone. And then just maybe like two years before leaving, I had met a guy and it was like, blah, nah, it's not gonna work. But on my journey, there was one guy I didn't meet. Um, I call him my caveman. Uh, he's Italian. I mean, it was just, you know how it is. It's just travel. You meet someone. You talk. You know. You have fun. You yeah. ride on bikes together. Yeah. You know. And and so he went on his way, and I went on my way. But the thing I like about traveling is that you meet people that you learn something from, or that the encounter that you guys have brings up something inside. And so I feel like meeting him reminded me of not necessarily what I was missing but what I wanted to experience again. Worth, you know? right? Worth. Yeah. Yeah. Worth experiencing it, yeah. And so it's like, um, yeah. But other than that, everyone's out here for one thing. Give me something. Yeah, well, I'm hoping. I'm not in I, I'm manifesting it, okay? <laughs> I'm just like, look. As a Sagittarius, though, you know, I think we are nurturing people. We like to have companionship. Mm-hmm. I don't mind traveling this earth you know, meeting people here and there. But it would be nice. There's a lot of times that I'm just like, Lord, this would be great to see this with the person that you love, right? Mm-hmm. I've been blessed to be able to share a lot of experience with this homie right here, you know? Because a lot of people don't get to do that, to experience something with a friend or whatever. So I think that's a blessing within itself. But then it's the other layer. It's like, okay, what's next? So I get people that hit me up and they're like, well, how's the dating scene like in Thailand? And I'm like, you might as well stay where you at. <laughs> People don't really like go off to travel and say, I'm gonna, well, some do. They'll be like, I'm gonna go find, like I know some folks who are like, I'm gonna go find a Japanese man or, you know, something like that. So some people do, but overall, it's kind of one of those things like, kind of. Uh, there's a lot of us sisters that travel just to date. Girl, there's groups called dating, dating for travel, no. or sisters that travel, you know, to 
I'm, I'm just a naive Libra, Lord. I'm just, <laughs> Francis I'm and not, I are like, mm, mm, we're not a part of the group. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know any about that. Anything about that. I mean, if you know things, you gotta look around to see if there's happen to be <laughs> anything whatsoever, you know. But it is what it is. I think it's always in the back of the mind for a little bit, but oh, yeah, neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all on our own, as you called, soulful journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do decide to leave the states and move abroad, it's not to. Hopefully, it's not to just turn up and do whatever. It's to really take time. To, to learn about yourself. So I'm not trying to take away from that experience. But let's go sure. back to that experience. Uh-huh. So you're on this soulful journey. Mm-hmm. And so tell us what you have learned about Samaya. Yeah. Mm, I've learned a lot. But there, are, there was one thing, um, like I mentioned before, you meet people and they make you realize things. And uh, one important Thing was like it had me say to myself you know I no longer have the capacity to entertain anyone that can only think about themselves like I just can't anymore because I'm trying to well I want to be this just open person this loving person and I want to love everyone and um, I just like I just can't it's exhausting um, and so I, I don't a lot of the times that's why I'm solo too because even a lot of travelers that come through I'm just like no I can't no I'd rather go sit with the locals it's like I'm, I'm sorry to be like that but that's just you know the way it is um what else have I learned I learned that there was a lot of stuff that I was holding on from my past mm-hmm. as a child it was unconsciously playing a role in every decision that I was making you know like one example that I can think of was probably when I was in kindergarten or first grade and I was wearing like a pink and white dress and we had this play and the teacher gave us like, um, you know, our parts that you had to memorize. I remember the part was long and then I was like, "Mm, I can't do this. So I switched with someone else and my part became just one sentence. George Washington was the first president. From then, it's like I look back at the decisions I made now it's like being scared to make a mistake, being scared to put myself out there, being scared, you know, of embarrassing myself. And I had to get over that. And I'm still getting over that. I told you, I'm like, Nubia, I don't know about that. I don't know about the couple of Meanwhile, she's like driving through Cambodia and motorbike. I'm like, wait a second, what? How does that It's up? funny you say that because even my grandmother would say, you scared of cats, but you're not scared to go skydiving. You know, it's it's different. A different kind you know? of fear. I guess it's not it's a different, different kind of fear. No, it's a different kind. Yeah. Of, it's a different kind of fear. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, that was just one small example, but there's there's a lot of that, and it goes deeper than that, and it's more painful than that. But I'm just like I'm releasing all of that. Like I I don't want to hold on to it anymore. I want to move forward and and really grow to be the person that I'm destined to be. So. I love it. I, I always say I believe that travel, if you do it long enough, really exposes all of your darkest things. Mm. It strips you naked. And some yes. people will run forward into it and unleash it like you do and just release it. And some people will continue to you know, put distractions on top of it or, or go back mm. to the States. And um, I always encourage people to really just allow that process to take place. 
and sit mm-hmm. with it. It's, it's so true that you said that because I even had a moment where it's like different le- levels of my journey, right? So yes, the one year I was traveling and having some experiences, but I feel like it was just halfway, halfway um, before the year approached. Like I woke up one day and I felt so heavy, like my heart was just heavy and I didn't realize or I couldn't pinpoint why. And then I went to the bathroom to shower and I looked in the mirror and then I, I heard this voice inside that said, this is the moment. If you want to grow, you need to release it because I, I don't want to cry. I don't, I don't want to waste my tears. I don't want to feel the pain. And it was like, you need to release it. You need to cry. You need to just let it go. And I feel like, like, I remember that moment because I feel like it was a turning point in my journey. It was like, okay, now we can deal with what's inside, you know? So I think a lot of people are very afraid of that. And I, you know, I don't want to generalize, but I think we all have childhood trauma. Mm. All of us. In one way, shape, or another, we have mommy-daddy issues. We have, you know, trauma as a child that, or things just from our past. Whatever that is, as a young adult, as an adult, whatever, things from our past that hinder us from moving forward in a more positive direction. Mm-hmm. And until you acknowledge that stuff, it's always going to continue to hinder you. It's, it's going to be an yeah. ever-evolving circle. It's going to play mm-hmm. out in everything, your relationships, and your interactions. Everything going to reveal do. itself. Exactly. So if you find yourself always in a drama-filled relationship with anybody, a lover, mm-hmm. a friend, or whatever, and it's consistently drama, you need to sit with yourself. Yes. Because there's something that you're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> that is allowing that circle to continue to, to manifest itself and to go around you. And nothing will change until you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. And it's, it's scary. Not, it is. It's scary. <laughs> it's scary as hell. It is. You know? But I think, you know, if you look at the what's the cost? What's the long-term cost of being afraid of something like that? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the things are you going to miss? You know, what are those, what's the, you know, the lack of intimacy that you're not going to be able to develop because you're just so terrified. So it is worth it to go through that experience, no matter how difficult and painful it is. Yeah. Cause at the end of the, um, at the end of it, it's almost like the light at the end of the tunnel. There's always a silver lining. You just have to mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the great thing about the traveling journey, the spiritual journey, the soulful journey, as you call it, is that you get to experience all these other beautiful things while you're going through it. Mm -hmm. Because I think it would be very hard to do living and being in the same environment that is somewhat creating it. Yeah. Where's my little flag, right? (laughs) Is this this like a sermon right now? (laughs) I'm like, praise him. Yes. <laughs> no, it's so true because, you know, I love I love my people, my friends, but, you know, they question sometimes, so why do you have to, why do you have to go across the world to do that? And I'm like, okay, for some people, it's not that drastic, but for me, it had to be that drastic. Like, there was nowhere for me to go, yeah. you know, and I felt like I just, I just needed to uproot and replant, you know, just for a season. Maybe it was... I planned for just the one year, but you know, I'm like, okay, God, whatever you want to do, whenever you say go back, then okay, I will go. But for now, if you say continue, I will continue on. 
so you need to learn. I love it. And it makes me think about the Italian guy that you met because I believe that every relationship, whether it's romantic or platonic, they, people are, are teachers. And so I think often some people, especially like you, you're able to embrace that and say, yo, he taught me something. Mm -hmm. Whereas some folks, you know, when those things happen, they just kind of like now, you know, they keep moving and they don't see how this person, no matter how difficult or how amazing it is, those people are teaching you something. Mm -hmm. Something you could take back with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the crazy thing about it is, I think the one question I get too is going back to being a person of color. People are like, oh my gosh, you're around so many people of color, da da da, and I'm just like, we travel too, you know? And it's not just about, but I, I think that gives people comfort to a certain mm -hmm. extent to know that if they were to leave, they can see people like themselves, mm -hmm. which is fine. But at some point, you have to understand that the journey is not about others, it's about yourself. Mm -hmm. And the best part of the journey is when you are actually by yourself. Girl, yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's something that you just capture when you're by yourself. Because you miss a lot when you're around other people, right? Because mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're distracted, you're doing stuff, da 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 But when you're by yourself, it's almost like a sense of peace that just covers you. Mm -hmm. There's a sense of reflection. There's a sense of, you know, I don't know what it is, but it's deep. Mm -hmm. And I, I never used to be the person that was always by herself. I enjoy being around people. Mm. Well, I think it comes down to being comfortable with being alone. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. Mean, now yeah, I'm just like, more comfortable. Yeah, you know, when you're in the States, it's a lot of, well, anywhere. You know, there could be a lot of distractions, and you don't really get the opportunity to really just sit with yourself. And I know you did mm -hmm. the Vipassana meditation I'm sure you know I don't know you know tell us you know what that experience was like for you but that is that moment where you can just really be your best company mm -hmm. it was um, it was an amazing experience an amazing experience um, it was challenging because you have to sit we were sitting for like maybe 10 hours straight for maybe not, not 10 hours straight we had like five minute breaks literally five minute breaks and we had to sit there in meditation. And for me, turning my brain off is something I just have not been able to master. So that part was hard, but there were a couple of revelations that I had, you know, things that came up and I actually had an incident, not really an incident, the person did not even know I had some kind of ill feelings towards them. And I felt like in that moment in meditation, it came up after I was done, like I had to go and apologize. And you know, it was almost like on her end, what are you talking about? Like, she didn't say that, but it was, she received it and you know, just kind of kept it moving and was appreciative of it. But it wasn't necessarily for her, it was for me because it was such a humbling experience. I'm like, that was like 10 years ago. Why do I have to say anything? But it wasn't, again, it wasn't about her. It was about me. Um, and then just a few other things where like, why do I keep going in a circle? Like you said, Nubia, if you don't address it, you circle, circle, and it acts out in everything that you do. And why do I keep experiencing this? And I linked something back to my childhood and it was like, are you serious? Okay, so now I have the reason. So now I have to deal with that, you know? Yeah. So. It was, it was a really good experience, and I'm looking forward to doing that when I get to Nepal again. So we'll see. Nice. I'm actually going to have my first Vipassana experience. Yeah? The end of May. Mm. I'm going to start with four days okay. because I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. But I feel like at least I'm taking a step forward. Mm -hmm. I will do the first four days, 
if mm-hmm. I really feel like it was what I needed, I will do the mm-hmm. full 10 days. Because there's some here in Thailand that are 26 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm not there yet. But maybe <laughs> one day I will be. But the first time student, did you have to be, uh, is there a requirement to do the 10 days? Because with the one that I did, you have to do 10 days. So this one is actually ran by a Westerner who is now a mother. So it's not as strenuous or I would say restrictive. Mm -hmm. He he does allow you, well, you don't eat after 12 noon. Mm -hmm. But if you have a medical issue, he'll allow you to have like fruit or something. Mm -hmm. Where if you're at a temple with the monks, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. what I'm saying? It's very strict. They, they, there's no, you know, going against or deviating from certain those things. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start with this because I feel like I need to try. That's yeah. all. Just try. So, mm-hmm. and I, I would like to say this message to people. You don't have to do everything full-fledged. Yeah. The, the moment of trying is rewarding enough to know that you've put your best step forward. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? To do yeah. to do it, to try it. And once you try it, it can alleviate some of that fear. And then you can, you know, push yourself a little further and a little further. Micro bits mm-hmm. of courage. Yep. And that's where so. I'm on now. So that fear, I understand it. I think a lot of us have had it. So when people say, oh my gosh, I'm so, you know, motivated and inspired by you just leaving and doing this, I'm like, I didn't, I feel like I didn't do anything. I'm still, I'm still working through, you know, that was just the first step. You know, for most part, you can act like you get in on the train, I mean, not train, plane, (laughs) to take a vacation. And then once you get there, you can figure it out. It's almost a year and I still feel like I haven't made my way. You know, I'm still like, I, I haven't done that's it. Part of the journey, though, right? Uh, you feel like you feel like you haven't, but you did. But that's all part yes. of it. That's part of your own stuff that you know you gotta work through and you know take care of. Exactly. But that's that's part of the journey. But it's I every day, like though. Samaya. It's because, I, like you said, too, Princess, we we want like that instant gratification. We want to see something. Oh yes, now I'm this amazing person, right? It's like no, it's every day. Every day yeah. you're working it out and. It could be 20 years and you're still, you know, not the same, but, you know, something's still there. You're still working on your patience. It's not to a 10, but maybe now you're at an 8, whereas before you were just like... Yeah, it's a little bit. It's like that Buddhist yeah. perspective where you're, you're just always on a journey. You never arrive. You never arrive. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you arrive, then you're lying. That's something else. You're not lying. You're dead. <laughs> That's something else. Right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> No, that's the truth. I mean, come on now, y'all. We preach it. Go ahead. I love this. (laughs) It's nothing but... But that's the thing that I love about the people that you meet along the way is it's a sense of positivity that you really don't get from, you know, friends and family from the state because they're in such a volatile situation. And uh, um, their climate is very volatile. But when you remove yourself, like you said, uproot and plant somewhere else, it's almost like a sense of peace. I'm, I'm not stressed. I don't feel depressed. I don't feel the same anxieties that I had um, in the past. And when you talk to other travelers, you still some, sometimes, most times, get that sense of positivity that, you know, those, those good vibes, mm-hmm. you know, because they're mm-hmm. learning the same thing and you're learning 
you know, the things that they went through. And that's why I love the podcast so much because everybody's, you know, journey is so different. different. But we're so interconnected. Still interconnected, Mm -hmm. but so different. I think when you're traveling, there's so much baggage that's kind of, you might have some internal baggage, of course, like you said, childhood stuff, but there's less of the external stuff that you're carrying when you're living in the States. And so you're like, oh, I'm free to really kind of look at myself. I'm free to do this. I'm free to... Like, it's just, it makes it, I don't want to say easier, but it just, it allows you to move through that process in a more kind of, you know, streamlined. Love it. So, I love the website, by the way. So, reading your blogs is so cool. Thanks. I am so (laughs) excited about your journey to Nepal. Yeah. And. Take me with you. Right? (laughs) Nepal was on my list. I was supposed to go to India and do a Vipassana. Stuff and happens. what happened? Stuff happened. Nothing, because she's still going to do it. She just can't I'm still going right to do it. Now. I can't do it now. But That's all. Yeah. You know, I it was to, just. I had to push, push it off a little bit. But yeah, it's going to happen. Still on the agenda. It is. It agenda. is, for sure. Okay. Exactly. So we're looking forward to your upcoming travels, Samaya. I think that you are such an inspiration for people when it really comes down to the true meaning of getting out and traveling, really immersing yourself in the culture, really learning from the culture, not just going and being like, oh, I'm eating the food and that's it. No, you're really learning about, you know, a country and being a part. Yeah, and I love it. I love it. So you are always welcome to come see us in Thailand. Ooh, you know, I've been thinking about it. Come on down, girl. We got a spare bedroom, girl. (laughs) We got a spare bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) So come on down. And I know that we're going to cross paths again. I mean, just for, you know, for the listeners, I actually met you in Malaysia. Yeah. Yeah. Her name. Uh (laughs) And it was just like, oh my God, I'm in Malaysia. You're in Malaysia. Let's go for lunch. And I love that because no matter where you are in the country, you can run into anybody. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. It's a weird. small world. It's a small world. When Literally. You're <laughs> Literally, it's a small world. So I'm sure we will cross paths again wherever in the world we may be. And I am excited and blessed to have now you as a friend. That's how I feel. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, <laughs> I think you're amazing. And I, want, I, I really want to see that evolution, whatever that is for Samaya. You know, truth be told, I don't think you're going back to work. I think you're going to have this remote thing going. And she's working on something, off. y'all. She, we she already cooking in the oven. In the oven. She cooking, you know? <laughs> it's cooking in the oven. There are no ovens in Asia. There are, For sure. There are the cover, right? <laughs> no, no, we, we know. You don't have an oven? Nah. <laughs> we bought a halogen oven and then returned it. Like, what is this thing? And how do you use it? Okay. <laughs> No oven. Because once you get an oven, what are you cooking? It ain't like we got a lot of... I mean, you know how much it costs for baking supplies? So it's time to dive deep and look into the holistic perspective of travel. We believe traveling is an investment in you. So our mission is to inspire you to book that flight, check that item off your bucket list, and go on that adventure. And our hope is to ignite connections all over the world. Not
Sure. Uh, so what advice do you have for folks who want to do what you're doing right now? I would say, one, use the opportunity to pay off as much debt as you can. That right. way your journey can just be more liberating. You don't have to worry about rushing back to work or anything like that. You can take your time. I would also say don't over plan because that's something I did not do. Mm -hmm. um, just go with the flow. I mean, have a starting point, but be open to deviating away from that plan because it's much more exciting and you just open yourself up to meeting people you never imagined you would. So, yeah. Love it. And leave the attitude in whatever country you're from. Because I cannot stand. There's another reason why I, I don't really connect with you know foreigners too much. To be honest, like I don't I don't think I'm better than anyone. To be honest, but you know sometimes there's still like that attitude back. Check at that home. shit. Like, That's how I, I, don't, I don't want to hear that. You're in you're in their country. Like exactly. you cannot. Exactly. So, one more time. I don't think people need to understand. Leave that <laughs> shit at the door. No, no, no. You do come across like, it, yeah. Before you get on the plane, leave it. Like, seriously. Drop it like baggage. That's also yeah. part of the journey, right? Mm -hmm. There's still maybe in the beginning or whatever. Yeah. You know. I don't think some people realize it, though, sometimes. But then I think sometimes people just have that negative, like, cloud over them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's Boom. true. That's true. So you try to get people the benefit of the doubt. I try to get people the benefit mm -hmm. of the doubt. But I just kind of do the moonwalk. I do the moonwalk. Yeah. Usually I'm like, hey! And then when I feel that energy, I'm like, moonwalk. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, I'm the total opposite. I'm like, let me, let me observe and see how all this plays She peeks out. through the curtain. She'd be like, no. Nope. <laughs> oh, see, I do it. I do it. <laughs> I feel like Francis as well. I feel like this journey has taught me, like, I'm not a 10 in terms of the scale of an introvert i'm more like a five i'm leaning towards you know extrovert and introvert i still prefer to be an introvert to be honest because i like to observe before i make leap. a move mm -hmm. but uh yeah and i'm so the opposite just... i leap i'd be like hey oh, no. and then I, and I and i'm like come on back girl <laughs> like, i'm coming I'm like, <laughs> wait really quick before we go i when i met um nubia we had lunch at the restaurant right so we sit down and i mean we talked over facebook and everything so it's like okay yeah hi you know i'm getting to know you whatever we sit down she was like okay so what's your story and i'm like huh like can we just back up like what did you do That's today Nubia. like kind of like you know bring it down see i like to so. warm people up a little bit you know what i'm saying you know, take out a coffee date real quick I go straight for it. I'm a straight shooter. I'm I a straight know. Shooter. I mean, it's it's good. It's but it's good. all in love. It's all in yeah. love. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't do it to be like, you know. Wait, you look at Francis. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You see, this is the shit I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm for the listeners, y'all don't understand. Francis Stop is it. not the the nice, sweet, like, you know. It's okay. Namaste you know, that y'all think she is. <laughs> what did Maya say? What did Maya also say? When people show you who they are? Ooh. <laughs> that, that just means she loves you because you get to see the other side that we don't get to see. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, an, it's an honor, a privilege. Yeah, it, we're learning a lot about one another on this journey, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, it's it's crazy, but it's it's enjoying. It's enjoy. Ugh. 
What's the word I'm trying to say? We have fun. Sometimes mm-hmm. we laugh so hard, we got tears in our eyes. And I, I haven't done that with somebody in a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I and she'd be so looking at me like, this. it's not that funny, Nubia. And I'd just be, <laughs> I'd crack it up. <laughs> so, Samai, tell us where people can find you. Tell us about your wonderful blog. Any okay. social media that you'd like to share. Um, so, they can find me on Instagram at The Wanderess Adventure. Also on Facebook at the same name. And I also have a blog, uh, thewanderessadventure.com, nice. which you'll see I am not very consistent with blogging because, like Nubia, it takes me a very long time to write. So, yeah. <laughs> but I'm making a promise to myself to do better. So, yeah. I have a lot of stories, unwritten stories that I need to get out there. It's that small step. One day at a time. One day at a time. Sweetheart, thank you so much. I truly appreciate you taking this time out. We don't understand. We truly appreciate you. I'm sorry. It's always an eye. But, you know, we're working on it. You know, just one day at a time. I'm still here. You guys are I say I truly appreciate only because I do too. I mean, y'all don't understand what I had. I had to hit her off with a couple of bots to get her on the show. Anywho, I would like hit her up like you coming are you coming <laughs> so we appreciate you it. being on the show thank you so much thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms head over to iTunes to subscribe rate and leave a review follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad find us online at our website chroniclesabroad.com for tips resources and ways we can collaborate so don't forget to join us next week for another episode until then beautiful people thanks for listening music by stephanie james and almighty k rock produced by adam marcus